Tasker Norcross by Edwin Arlington Robinson Read for LibriVox.org by John Burlinson Whether all towns and all who live in them, so long as they be somewhere in this world that we in our complacency call ours, are more or less the same, I leave to you. I should say less. Whether or not, meanwhile, we've all two legs, and as for that we haven't, there were three kinds of men where I was born, the good, the not-so-good, and Tasker Norcross. Now there are two kinds. Meaning, as I divine, your friend is dead, I ventured. Ferguson, who talked himself at last out of the world, he censured, and is therefore silent now, agreed indifferently. My friends are dead, or most of them. Remember one that isn't, I said, protesting. Honor him for his ears. Treasure him also for his understanding. Ferguson sighed and then talked on again. You have an overgrown alacrity for saying nothing much and hearing less. And I've a thankless wonder at the start how much it is to you that I shall tell what I have now to say of Tasker Norcross, and how much to the air that is around you. But... Given a patience that is not averse to the slow tragedies of haunted men, horrors, in fact, if you've a skilful eye, to know them at their firesides or out walking, horrors, I said, are my necessity, and I would have them for their best effect always out walking. Ferguson frowned at me. The wisest of us are not those who laugh before they know. Most of us never know, or the long toil of our mortality would not be done. Most of us never know. And there you have a reason to believe in God, if you may have no other. Norcross or so I gather of his infirmity, was given to know more than he should have known, and only God knows why. See for yourself an old house full of ghosts of ancestors, who did their best or worst, and having done it, died honorably. And each, with a distinction, that hardly would have been for him that had it, had honour failed him wholly as a friend. Honour that is a friend begets a friend. Whether or not we love him, still we have him. And we must live somehow by what we have, or then we die. If you say chemistry, then you must have your molecules in motion and in their right abundance. 
failing either you have not long to dance failing a friend a genius or a madness or a faith larger than desperation you are here for as much longer than you like as may be imagining now by way of an example myself a more or less remembered phantom again i should say less how many times a day should i come back to you no answer forgive me when i seem a little careless but we must have examples or be lucid without them and i question your adherence to such an undramatic narrative as this of mine without the personal hook a time is given in ecclesiastes for divers works i told him is there one for saying nothing in return for nothing if not there should be i could feel his eyes and they were like two cold inquiring points of a sharp metal when i looked again to see them shine the cold that i felt was gone to make way for a smouldering of lonely fire that i as i knew then could never quench with kindness or with lies i should have done whatever there was to do for ferguson yet i could not have mourned in honesty for once around the clock the loss of him for my sake or for his try as i might nor would his ghost prove had i the power and the unthinking will to make him tread again without an aim the road that was behind him and without the faith or friend or genius or the madness that he contended was imperative after a silence that had been too long it may be quite as well we don't he said as well i mean that we don't always say it you know best what i mean and i suppose you might have said it better what was that incorrigible am i incorrigible well it's a word and a word has its use or like a man it will soon have a grave it's a good word enough incorrigible maybe for all i know the word for norcross see for yourself that house of his again that he called home an old house painted white square as a box and chillier than a tomb to look at or to live in there were trees too many of them if such a thing may be before it and around it down in front there was a road a railroad and a river then there were hills behind it and more trees the thing would fairly stare at you through trees like a pale inmate out of a barred window with a green shade half down and i dare say people who passed have said there's where he lives we know him but we do not seem to know that we remember any good of him 
or any evil that is interesting. There you have all we know and all we care. They might have said it in all sorts of ways, and then, if they perceived a cat, they might or might not have remembered what they said. A cat might have a personality, and maybe the same one the Lord left out of Tasker Norcross, who, for lack of it, saw the same sun go down year after year, all which at last was my discovery, and only mine, so far as evidence enlightens one more darkness. You have known all round you, all your days, men who are nothing. Nothing, I mean, so far as time tells yet, of any other need it has of them, than to make sextons hardy. But no less are to themselves incalculably something, and therefore to be cherished. God, you see, being sorry for them in their fashioning, indemnified them with a quaint esteem of self and with illusions long as life. You know them well, and you have smiled at them, and they, in their serenity, may have had their time to smile at you. Blessed are they that see themselves for what they never were, or were to be, and are, for their defect, at ease with mirrors and the dim remarks that pass their tranquil ears. Come, come, said I, there may be names in your compendium that we are not yet all on fire for shouting. Skin most of us of our mediocrity, we should have nothing then that we could scratch. The picture smarts, cover it if you please, and do so rather gently. Now for Norcross. Ferguson closed his eyes in resignation, while a dead sigh came out of him. Good God, he said, and said it only half aloud, as if he knew no longer now nor cared if one were there to listen. Have I said nothing? Nothing at all of Norcross? Do you mean to patronize him till his name becomes a toy made out of letters? If a name is all you need, arrange an honest column of all the people you have ever known that you have never liked. You'll have enough, and you'll have mine, moreover. No, not yet. If I assume too many privileges, I pay, and I alone, for their assumption. By which, if I assume a darker knowledge of Norcross than another, let the weight of my injustice aggravate the load that is not on your shoulders. When I came to know this fellow Norcross in his house, I found him as I found him in the street, no more, no less, indifferent, 
but no better. Worse were not quite the word. He was not bad. He was not, well, he was not anything. Has your invention ever entertained the picture of a dusty worm so dry that even the early bird would shake his head and fly on farther for another breakfast? But why forget the fortune of the worm? I said. If in the dryness you deplore, salvation centred and endured. Your Norcross may have been one for many to have envied. Salvation? Fortune? Would the worm say that? He might, and therefore I dismiss the worm with all dry things but one. Figures away, do you begin to see this man a little? Do you begin to see him in the air, with all the vacant horrors of his outline, for you to fill with more than it will hold? If so, you needn't crown yourself at once with epic laurel if you seem to fill it. Horrors, I say, for in the fires and forks of a new hell, if one were not enough, I doubt if a new horror would have held him with a malignant ingenuity more to be feared than his before he died. You smile, as if in doubt. Well, smile again. Now, come into his house along with me. The four square sombre things that you see first around you are four walls that go as high as to the ceiling. Norcross knew them well, and he knew others like them. Fasten to that with all the claws of your intelligence, and hold the man before you in his house as if he were a white rat in a box and one that knew himself to be no other. I tell you twice that he knew all about it, that you may not forget the worst of all our tragedies. Begin with what we know. Could Norcross only not have known? I wonder how many would have blessed and envied him. Could he have had the usual eye for spots on others, and for none upon himself? I smile to ponder on the carriages that might as well as not have clogged the town in honour of his end. For there was gold, you see, though all he needed was a little, and what he gave said nothing of who gave it. He would have given it all if in return there might have been a more sufficient face to greet him when he shaved. Though you insist it is the dower, and always, of our degree not to be cursed with such invidious insight, remember that you stand, you and your fancy, now in his house. And since we are together, See for yourself, and tell me what you see. Tell me the best you see. 
make a slight noise of recognition when you find a book that you would not as leaf read upside down as otherwise for example if there you fail observe the walls and lead me to the place where you are led if there you meet a picture that holds you near it for a longer time than you are sorry you may call it yours and hang it in the dark of your remembrance where norcross never sees how can he see that has no eyes to see and as for music he paid with empty wonder for the pangs of his infrequent forced endurance of it and having had no pleasure paid no more for needless simulation or for the sight of those who heard what he was never to hear to see them listening was itself enough to make him suffer and to watch worn eyes on other days of strangers who forgot their sorrows and their failures and themselves before a few mysterious odds and ends of marble carted from the parthenon and all for seeing what he was never to see because it was alive and he was dead here was a wonder that was more profound than any that was in fiddles and brass horns he knew and in his knowledge there was death he knew there was a region all around him that lay outside man's havoc and affairs and yet was not all hostile to their tumult where poets would have served and honored him and saved him had there been anything to save but there was nothing and his tethered range was only a small desert kings of song are not for thrones in deserts towers of sound and flowers of sense are but a waste of heaven where there is none to know them from the rocks and sand-grass of his own monotony that makes earth less than earth he could see that and he could see no more the captured light that may have been or not for all he cared the song that is in sculpture was not his but only to his god-forgotten eyes one more immortal nonsense in a world where all was mortal or had best be so and so be done with art he would have said is not life and must therefore be a lie and with a few profundities like that he would have controverted and dismissed the benefit of the greeks he had heard of them as he had heard of his aspiring soul never to the perceptible advantage in his esteem of either faith he said 
or would have said if he had thought of it, lives in the same house with philosophy, where the two feed on scraps and are forlorn as orphans after war. He could see stars on a clear night, but he had not an eye to see beyond them. He could hear spoken words, but had no ear for silence when alone. He could eat food of which he knew the savour, but had no palate for the bread of life. That human desperation to his thinking, made famous long ago, having no other. Now do you see? Do you begin to see? I told him that I did begin to see, and I was nearer than I should have been to laughing at his malign inclusiveness, when I considered that, with all our speed, we are not laughing yet at funerals. I see him now as I could see him then, and I see now that it was good for me, as it was good for him, that I was quiet. For time's eye was on Ferguson, and the shaft of its inquiring hesitancy had touched him. Or so I chose to fancy more than once before he told me of Norcross. When the word of his release, he would have called it so, made half an inch of news, there were no tears that are recorded. Women there may have been to wish him back, though I should say, not knowing, the few there were to mourn were not for love, and were not lovely. Nothing of them, at least, was in the meagre legend that I gathered years after, when a chance of travel took me so near the region of his nativity that a few miles of leisure brought me there. For there I found a friendly citizen who led me to his house among the trees that were above a railroad and a river, square as a box and chillier than a tomb. It was, indeed, to look at, or to live in, all which I had been told. Ferguson died, the stranger said, and then there was an auction. I live here, but I've never yet been warm. Remember him? Yes, I remember him. I knew him. As a man may know a tree, for twenty years. He may have held himself a little high when he was here, but now... Yes, I remember Ferguson. Oh, yes. Others, I found, remembered Ferguson. But none of them had heard of Tasker Norcross. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.